When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to She Podcast Quarantine Version. <laughs> it's not quarantine version. It's not not quarantine version. Right. It's just the it's just life. Quarantine the quarantine sessions, we'll call it. Like it's a special segment of our show. Well, I don't think that may we'll last, ever it not. may last forever. Yeah. But let's let's remain hopeful, shall we? Yeah. Um Okay. Hi, I'm Jessica Kupferman. And with me, as always, my co-founder and co-host and co-bestie, Elsie Escobar. What's up? Wearing it. All right. <laughs> and then up, our yeah? beloved producer, John Domingo. Hello, everyone. Hello. And uh, we have some good stuff to talk about today, I think. Uh, it was Mother's Day yesterday. Did you have a good Mother's Day, Elsie? I didn't hear from you till like late in the day. So yeah. does that mean you were having fun or that you were not having fun? I think what I texted you was like, I wish we could pause. I wish we could press pause okay. on a day. As in like, if it was Mother's Day, then you get like, a. Po- it's kind of like how people are feeling that about rent and mortgages and things where it's like, it's not enough to just have it be like delayed, right? Like, mm-hmm. because if it's delayed, you still have to pay that. Like you have to pay that. But if it's hmm. taken care of, then you can just move forward. Like, how do you say that? Whatever that word is. Like, I wish Mother's Day was that. So it's not delayed, but a pause on it where you mm-hmm. wouldn't have to do what you're supposed to because I was, I felt like I had things to do. Hmm. I had, I had things to do the whole day. And that's and a lot then, of things. What, how come you can't avoid doing things on Mother's Day? I'd like to know that. Because if I would have avoided doing some of these things, then I would be have been paying for them today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. Anyway, it's just work. It's work. I have to do the work. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. She, she's sneaking in. <laughs> and we can see her. So as soon as she comes in, I start cracking up. Oh, my God. So, yeah. I And then I got mad. I got mad at that one, the one, the child that just came in, Maymay, because Because that's how we do. Because that's, yeah, I, I lost my mind on her. I yesterday? was very angry with her. Oh, yeah. I was very angry with her yesterday wow. because she would she just would not relent mm-hmm. um, on the things that she wanted and the things that she thought she deserved and all of the stuff. And I was like, dude. Just stop it. Somewhere out there in another universe, there's an Elsa yelling at me. May, relent! <laughs> relent! Just stop it. Just do it my way for the love of all that is holy! Yeah. Just, yeah, it's just, it's that. It's, I, I wish I said, I said to her, listen, I just want you to say, okay, mom, I'll do that. Instead of, but I did that yesterday. Like anything I said. 
can you please clean this up? I already cleaned that up. I picked up two. How come Hunter doesn't have to pick oh, up two? I love that. That's my favorite thing. So my thing is now if he gives me the wrong answer, I'll go, no, Isaac. The right answer is, okay, dad. Okay, mom. And he'll go, okay, dad. Okay, mom. And then he does it. But like, I'm not sure if I'm tricking him or he just knows I'm right or what. But I'll just go, that's not the right answer. No, no. None of this is what you need to be saying. All you have to do is say, okay, mom. And he's just like, yeah, but okay, mom. Yeah, but I, I, okay. Okay, mom. Okay. Like a couple times yesterday, a couple times yesterday, he goes, fine. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, my gosh. Shut the door on me. I was like, okay, bye. Fucker. No, Maymay's gotten to the point where she now she goes, she goes, this, I cannot believe she said this to me. I was just like, oh, I can't wait. She goes, how come you only tell us to, how come when you tell us to clean the house, you say it's our house? But then whenever you don't need something cleaned up, it's your house. I was like. She has a she's point. Like, yeah, she's eight. And I sat there and I'm yeah. like. Oh, damn. This is all our things. No, it's only when you do this and when you want that. No, and then she goes. She's right. This is my, like, I don't want to do this. And now every time I ask her to do stuff, she goes, but it's my body or it's my ipad or it's my whatever and i don't want to do that and it's like she does not get to take control of her body until she can vote that is the rule up until then it is your body to protect and and care for whether she does a good job or not and also she does have a point about the house but i would just say you have to clean up our living space but it is my house that i pay for right i know if you want to differentiate, like, here's how we do it. Our living space, my belongings. Yeah. That's how we do that, okay? Because, yeah, Isaac says that to me, too. It's my house. It's my room. We're like, no, you're renting. <laughs> you're a renter. <laughs> it's just, it's very, it's very frustrating. So then, I, yeah, I so know, there's I'm times sorry. when I get really frustrated when it comes to that where I'm like, can you just, because then I get really wound up and it's like an hour and a half of this discussion. That could have been spent doing, you know, other things like taking a walk or, I don't know, finishing something I could have done in like 30 minutes or, you know, those things. But At first, I thought the quarantine would give me a chance to like really get to know and appreciate my son and my husband and my mother-in-law. And that worked for like six weeks. And now I think I might understand them too well and now i hate them so you got to know them you just didn't get to appreciate them no i did and then now i'm just sick of their faces all and i'm sure they're sick of mine you know i've also learned a lot from living with a baby boomer that i never thought i would learn like all that comedy i used to do about my mother-in-law making fun of her and stuff like i'm now convinced that most of the stuff that I that annoys me about her is every person her age, like f- like sixty five and older. Let's say, hmm. I think that their parents. Well, first of all, let's start with their grandparents had this like depression era, like attitude. And then when their children grew up, they went to the war, and then they came back to have children, and then they had a bunch of baby boomers. But also, what they did was they decided. What can we create that we can spend money on? I know shrimp forks, salad forks, butter dish, 
crystal no one's going to use, silver trays that we use twice a year, fancy salt and pepper shakers, extra dishes for Passover, extra dishes for nice dinners as opposed to the not nice. Like they just went full hog on everything possible extra they can think of. And that's why we now have the debate of top sheet versus no top sheet. This is a boomer caused dilemma. It could be, but I think it was old school too, though. Before them? Before, yeah. Because, That's what I'm saying. Their yeah. parents did this to them. Oh, and then right. they yeah, grew yeah, up yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. you have okay. to mail a physical card in case anybody dies, gets sick, or has a sniffle. You have to run out and buy a physical paper card because it can't be just an email. It's not extra enough. It has to be written and stamped and fancy with a thing and put in the mail because that's the only way to do it the proper way is if it's a hassle. (laughs) Also, Stephanie is in the house. Hello, Stephanie. So, Stephanie, this is actually a millennial slash Gen Z debate as to whether or not people their age versus people our age use a top sheet on their bed. People younger than, say, 30 – I'll even go as high as 30, maybe it's 25 now, um, think that top sheets are bullshit and that we don't need to use a top sheet. And John, I guess, is on that list that the top sheets are bullshit. You just do like no top sheet. Yeah. Oh, that's she says what debate? No top sheet. Well, some people do want a top sheet like so they don't sweat on their blanket and can use it more than three nights in a row without gagging. That's all. I like top sheets. I like a top sheet too. It's fresh feeling. It's a fresh feeling. Well, it, it's also extra, like a little extra warmy, right? So like, it is extra warmy. Yeah. Stephanie is definitely in the no top sheet. Yeah. Camp. She hates it. Wow. See that? I don't know yeah. how old she is. You can tell me if you're a millennial or a Gen Z, but yeah. I'm going to guess millennial because you're clearly not as old as me. So I'm a boomer and I don't like them. Yeah. A lot, a lot of boomers don't like them, but you know. You're a special breed, John. Yes, I am. It, kind of on topic, but off topic at the same time. Yeah. And this is not in the show notes. So okay. I'm reading this. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a huge fan of Sherlock. Like oh, Sherlock I love Holmes. Sherlock. Me too. So Sherlock Holmes, just like as an entity, like I've always wanted to be Sherlock Holmes. Like that mm. was like, you know. Anyway. Yes, I'm so I just found a series because obviously the canon from Arthur Conan Doyle exists, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's movies and, you know, all that kind of stuff that have been made, books and whatnot. But I just found a book series that makes Sherlock a woman. And so she is called Charlotte. Charlotte Holmes is her name. And so I'm reading a book called A Study in Scarlet Women. And it's her the first in the series. The author is Sherry Thomas. But the reason that I'm bringing this up in this context is the fact that She, obviously, she has all the tendencies of Sherlock, right? So she is very brainy. She's very analytical. She wants to do her things her way. She's not particularly good with, like, relationships and the whole thing, right? So, uh, oh, Jenny Wetter read that series. So anyway, so she really loves all those things. And then one of the things that she's commenting in there is that everybody expects women to get married. Like, that's what they're going to do. There, yes. There's no sense of education. You can't just go get in a career, especially, right. could you imagine Sherlock Holmes, like, getting married? No. Like, for just, in, and being a woman. I mean, the whole thing I mean, thing is she is a wrong. drug addict? Like, the, well, or is that just Well, we maybe later on, we'll see what happens. But is that at just this moment, Benedict, not. Or is that how he's written as a drug addict? No, he is. A, he's, he is? He's, okay. an, he's a coke addict. Yeah. But anyway, so what she does 
she seduces a married man. She's in her teens, I think, at this moment. Mm. She seduces because her dad said he was going to pay for her education and she didn't have to get married. And so what she ends up and her dad reneges like he's like, no, you're going to of course you're going to get married. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get married and do this thing. So she's like, fuck that. So she (laughs) she seduced a married man Mm -hmm. and then she made sure they were caught like in bed. Right. So that, so she, people were not want to marry her anymore because society was like, you know, oh, she no. fixed it so that she was a pariah. Yes. And therefore all she could do was something intellectual. Yeah. Or not be doing anything. So anyway, she ran away and then she's trying to figure things out. But all I'm saying is that there are a lot of little things that she brings up like that, where it's like, why do we even have to do this? Like, who says that I can't do that? Like, Amen, why can't sister. I just go here? Why do I have to do this? And so she fights it every step of the way. And it's not an easy fight. But when you're talking about like these baby boomer things and like, you need to send a card or you need to da da da, like all of that, the entire society subscribed to. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't do that, thank you card, mm-hmm. everybody would be like, well, you know, Jessica Kufferman doesn't send thank you cards. I don't. Right. And I so that's what them. I'm saying. But I mean, it's like I'll send an email, but I don't like wasting paper like that. Right. But all I'm saying is like there was a a, a bigger repercussion other than you. Okay, like I would just say that to you. Okay, All right. Fine. Versus like I'll I'll have you on a list of the people who are evil. That's right. And like not to be not to be spoken about. That's how boomers act, that you're evil if you don't send a thank you card within a certain period of time. And some some boomers will literally call people if they don't get a thank you card in a week and wonder what happened to it. I'm sorry, I didn't get a thank you card. I'm just making sure you got my gift. <laughs> Which is really their way of saying, look, shithead, I went and had a bought it. So you might as well send me a thank you card. I'm going to tell everyone what a shithead you are. Ouch. I have an idea. Yeah. What? So you say, listen, if you would like a thank you card please include a self-addressed stamp thank you card <laughs> in your gift write it for me i'll sign that's it that's right it's like Pop yeah it you, you actually already have it in there so all i have to do is say thanks i got it Bing. you know speaking of that i know we're supposed to talk about she podcast live but i have a weird thing happening with like the first advertiser i i've already declared i don't want any paper programs okay. and the first advertiser is like regardless of whether or not we can come we'd like to put an ad in your program and I didn't have an answer for like, no, because right. I guess I haven't, I mean, I thought I made that clear in the, in the like materials, but if you're skimming, you wouldn't see it. So like, I have to come up with a solution or branding opportunity that's non-paper related right. so that they can have the same presence, but not have to force me to print $7,000 worth of programs. Oh, for, okay. That are just going to be thrown away in the trash. Yeah, so yeah. It's not and just I think, me I mean, the only money. I have mine, but that's because it's our event, and that's like I you have know, one. that's a historical, like that's a historical thing. It is, but this this is right. not a yeah. But also, it was so stupidly printed the way the schedule was like enormous on the pages because yeah, I that's, am an idiot. But, but um, I have an idea. What, what? is it? What is it, John? Is, is it the cost of the printing, or is it that it's just going to get thrown away? Because I have Both. to give away. Printing. Oh, it's no, printing. the throwaway. Okay. No, I hate that they're just going to be thrown away. So if you made a document with podcasting, almost like a podcasting glossary of different hosting places, different like for podcasting, how to record or something like that, just kind of like an information guide and then put advertisements in the information guide. People would hold on to it for the information. 
I could also hmm. charge $10 extra for them and have them printed on recycled paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that way, if I only have to print 50, great. I know that. I mean, I, this is not in any way the scope of what we're putting together. But when we went to my girls had a gymnastics, you know, spring show last year. I don't know mm-hmm. if I've talked about this on the show. I could, I could swear I've talked about this somewhere. But what happened is we were, we, you know, we all got tickets, right? And then when we got the tickets, right before we went in, like on the wall, before we were walking in, there was like a, a QR code. And we had to scan the QR code and it immediately popped up the schedule on mm-hmm. my phone. And hey, so then Hula. I was like, oh, cool. And then I was like super stoked because then I'm like, oh, it's right there. Neat. We, ha- we have Hoova, so we have an online Yeah, Hoova has the schedule there too. I mean, we could just. That's why I thought I we know. could just forego a program. Yeah. So then they scan it and they have the program on the phone. There would, there would be more of a chance of them grabbing that and dragging it into their Evernote for mm. when they needed it. For something like that. All right. I mean, I can offer that as an option, a PDF QR code a PDF option. PDF QR Yeah. Because now, I mean, something to think about too, something that people haven't really used a lot of, and we've discussed about it, uh, about this, Jess, how I fell in, you know, when I got my iPad Pro, I fell in love with the ability to write in it and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I know that that's a privilege to have like something like an iPad Pro or even like a real, one of the newer iPads with the Apple Pencil and stuff. But I think that's slowly going to start to become a thing too. And being able to import that into anything like either iBooks yeah. or the Kindle or, you know, Notability or all the, all the ones, good notes that we have, they look so pretty in there and you can make notes on there and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> Patrick says there's no germs on an online program. Touche, brother. That is that's very right. true. I never thought of that. I never no thought of that, but that is very true. Very true. Well, to that end, I was also thinking about doing a virtual swag bag, but um, we'll see if anybody donates. I keep talking about that too, though. Like, so, you know, that event that's coming up here very soon, I think next week, the um, We Are podcast in Australia. the 21st. Yeah. Yeah. They have a virtual swag bag. And I was thinking like, so what does that entail? Like, what does that mean? Does that mean- So like Libsyn would have to give a coupon code for like the first month off. Yeah, you can only have so... access to that if you log into this. I mean, I have a blogger virtual swag bag if you want to see it. I can show Yeah, that it to would everyone. be great because I think that's so lame though. I mean, there's nothing like getting those iBat, like those little i. What is it? Our, I, is it called an iBag? Because it's not an, a bag. It's an iMask. You know, the iMasks that we shared for She Podcast and also for PodFest. Mm-hmm. That, that's so cool. People love that stuff. The coupon, you can like. So you get in an email that says, ta-da, your virtual tote has arrived with all the goodies. Claim it, and then you use a code. So, Oh, she's, are you going to show us? Yeah. Yeah, Claim it. Let's see. Look at that. So those of you guys who are not in the She Podcast Super Squad, I am so sorry, but right now, Jess is kind of giving us a, (laughs) she's giving us a a screen share. We have all the videos that we've ever done. Maybe we could put that in the Super Squad. What do you mean all the videos? That, well, of course, we're, that's Don't what we? we're going to put in the Super Squad. Okay, good. Well, I'm just saying. Okay. That's the, yes. So, so it says, yes. thank you for attending Blog Her Parenting. And then you scroll down a little, little bit. And first thing is, love every. They tell you what it is. $40 off a subscription if you click there. Then Pink Chicken, which is some kind of like vintage boho um I don't know, clothing brand, and they give you 15% off. And then a little further is another $15, you know, and Bandu gives you 20%, which is a pretty good, that's a pretty good yeah, deal for I Bandu. Just, 
I know. I just, I mean, I, I get that. This is I all. Just don't... Don't, I would prefer like a, an actual product, like rather yeah, than all too. these things like Bandu, this should be like, get your free notebook by clicking here. Yes. Yes. That. That's what I want. I don't that, want discounts. That. That's not a gift to me. Right. I think it would be really cool. You know how um, Sephora does the, the, um, the birthday present thing like it would be something like it would be really great that when you do this like for companies especially that you could use that one coupon code and they literally would send you whatever that free thing was yes it could only be a giveaway Um, not a fucking pardon me not a coupon yeah it had well or two it could have two things like in totes they print out postcards with give it with like just i don't want that though they also get get thrown away Totally. I completely agree. The only thing that I've ever really, I was stoked into, and I harassed you, Jessica, for you to give this to me, was when Audible gave two free books. Mm-hmm. And I was like, give me them. Give me them. I remember. <laughs> so like, give me that. Give me that coupon because you're not going to use it. I was so excited when I got that card because I immediately yeah. scanned them and I got all these free books and I was like, so happy. Stephanie so, said free Mac lipstick. If you can facilitate that, Stephanie, I'll be happy to put free Mac lipstick into everybody's tote bag. And they could like, yeah, press a button or something to yeah. get your swag. Because that, I mean, we would have to really work at... Like if you think about it as a as a like if you have a date, so mm-hmm. you cannot like okay, so you have all of your digital like this could be sponsored by each of the people. Like let's say Lipson says we are going to buy a Mac lipstick for everybody. Like that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna buy the a red lipstick for everybody. That's what we're gonna put in the swag bag. And so what we would do is we would purchase that Mac lipstick and send it all to you. Yes, and then it would need to arrive by. In yes. certain day, like mid of July or whatever. I love this idea. Yeah. Absolutely and then that way, yes. and, and I know this is sending all that work your way, but you have to kind of put all the boxes and bags together. No, fuck that. I'll give it to somebody else. Yeah. And so whatever. Anybody who's going to be doing this, that's going to be getting all that, puts all the things inside of a box and then sends those out to everybody that's going to be attending She Podcast Live after the event. Yeah, that reminds me. There's some giveaways that I accidentally sent to your address that are going to be on their way. Yes. Remember? I showed you something that was on a big sale and I was like, I'm going to send you one. I ended up sending you like four by accident, Yeah, which you can keep for your girls if you want. But there's just still going to be an extra one you're going to have to pack. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. But I think that that's a good idea. If we send them to one place, they get together. And then what would be amazing is if everything arrives at everybody's house homes when they get home. So when they get home, they have their thing, their all their stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if prior to the event would be great, whatever. Yeah, I yeah, know. I agree. Oh, I'm glad we can chuck this stuff out on our show because it's helpful. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Please send your emails to feedback at ShePodcast.com somewhere that we could do a virtual swag bag for everybody attending She Podcast Live. Give yeah. us some like work throughs. What are some things that you guys would really want to have on that swag bag that you'd want our sponsors to kind of either buy for y'all um, or... Maybe it's a small little thing like a Mac lipstick. <laughs> I keep right. coming back to that. But maybe something like that in bulk that they can purchase and then have it in be in their name in some way, a gift from, you know, whatever. Okay. So thank you for that. Super helpful. Um, and now I think we've got some – oh, don't forget, before I stop talking about She Podcast Live, speaker applications are open. You can go to shepodcast.com forward slash speak. And fill out your application. I know I have to send another more clear email about this because I sort of sent like a paragraph or two that probably people skimmed. So 
I'm just going to send another email saying, hey, by the way, uh, here's the application. But it's shepodcast.com forward slash speak. Fill it out, fill it out, fill it out, fill it out. And get your. We're going to close um, the applications on June 1st, I believe. So, Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So now right. are you going to do your, your playlist? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is a little bit of a, a promo that I'm, I'm kind of doing like a one-two punch here. Number one, I created a, a blog post slash Spotify playlist for Lipson where it was like a Mother's Day type post where I shared a general kind of everyday LC listening thing. Like it wasn't necessarily aimed at mothers. Like it wasn't like a Mother's Day playlist, like listen to all these mother podcasts. It was like, this is how I live my life. This, this is, These are the podcasts I listen to. But at the same time, I also kind of made it extra fun <laughs> by layering music in between the podcast episodes because you can do that with Spotify playlists. So this is the first time I've ever done that. And I think it's a really great way to get people to introduce people to podcasts. Maybe it's not your show or maybe it is your show and you're like, you've done like a series of show, of podcasts about whatever topic and you, and, and I know because we get this question and she podcast all the time and throughout the podcasting space, can we use, you know, whatever song in our show, blah, blah. Well, this is a wonderful way for you to use all of those songs that ever existed like at the beginning of the show like you could have like this would be the intro to this episode you could choose that if it's like you know whatever song you think is amazing and you can craft these playlists and you can share them very very easily so you can share the entire playlist you can share specific episodes and the other thing i found out too is that you can actually embed this on your website so i went the route of embedding each like song, like the song. And then yes, I talked about it and then I went and found the episode and then I put that there. And so I kind of went that, but it's easy because you just go into Spotify and it gives you the embed code and you just bam, post it in there and it generates a little player. And I thought that would be like a fun way to share it. So yeah, check it out. Check out how my brain works. <laughs> because it's an eclectic mix of all kinds of things going on in there. And, um, yeah, so a little behind the scenes of that. Woohoo! Woohoo, yay! And I think that that's now going on to, um, oh, so this is, I've moved the segment of Weird and Wild Show of the Week a little far, like upward a little bit. So here we go. Weird and Wild, Weird and Wild, Weird and Wild Show of the Week. I love how this is an article, but the person who wrote it is the co-founder of Stable Genius Productions. <laughs> I know. It's so cool. So they, they actually talked about they talked about how they came up with the name and all that stuff. But anyway, so we've talked about this show in the past, right, John? Because I remember we had a conversation and you went and you subscribed to the show ZigZag and you listened to the season because you came and you commented on it. It's Zig-zag. been a couple years. I was still... In my old house when this opened up, and I was, I was talking, I don't remember any of it. I know it's been a couple of times. It's a couple. It's been a couple of years, but we've covered this show before, right when they launched, because I was. By their season one was amazing. They decided to go at it on their own and start like a podcasting business. So they're both producers by trade. 
Manoush is primarily a host, although she does have like producer skills. And then Jen is a little bit more of the like producer kind of person, but they've been working in audio for a long time. And they had a, uh, or Manoush uh, had uh, the show called Note to Self, which was also produced by Jen a long time ago. So when I first started to listen to ZigZag the first year, they literally just walked through what it takes to, to do this for a living, to do a pot, to create podcasts, to have a network, to work as producers, all the stuff. And they went down the play by play. It was kind of like, um, what was that other start? Like startup, like that first episode of startup. It was like that before through an entire season. Mm -hmm. I fell in love with it. It was nuanced. There were so many wonderful things that were going on. And I was kind of glad that they were talking about some of these things. Come now, since I was, I can't remember when I, uh, because I was in my older, in my old house. So it must have been since 20, what is it? 20... 16 maybe 2017 um and now their their partnership because they came together to create this business and they've broken up and they talk about it on this last Aww. episode dude and it was like my heart so full because they are still really good friends i mean they're great friends they know each other very well and they are talking about why they're breaking up this partnership and this business and how hard it is to make this money and and it really was because of the pandemic stuff, because it's like, you know, Jen is a stay-at-home, like not a stay-at-home mom, but she's like a single mom. Mm-hmm. Manoush is also a mom. Um, but it just being alone, like Jen was talking about, like what it really takes, like how much money, like there's no runway, like thinking about the money. It was a great, I mean, you guys, for those of you guys who are wanting to do this for a living, for those of you guys who have the hopes and dreams, <laughs> Of wanting Silly to do as this, they may be. the whole podcasting thing and get paid. It'll just give you a real human conversation around what it really takes to do it, you know, and sometimes you have to make really hard decisions. And it, I do uh, suggest that you need to, um, you need to listen, especially if you want to work on it, because it's not as easy as you think. And I feel that, you know, Jess and I have been really, super blessed to continue to do what we're doing here. And maybe because we are so, I don't know how would I say it, like we just do things and we just do them because we want to do it. And we don't pay attention to a lot of things <laughs> to our detriment. It's maybe why we're working we, on it. We're still do it. I mean, no, but come on. I mean, it's like we've been at this since 2014. How many years is that? Think a long like time. it's a long time and it's like that's how long, but the realities of of being able to manage all of these things are not easy. They're I came up with easy. a good solution this weekend, actually. Okay, good. Um, yeah. So anyway, listen, you guys, link in the show notes. Listen to the last episode of ZigZag. That is it. That is okay. it. All right. That is it, yo. Moving right along. Moving. Are we going into some news now? Yes. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. All right. So, based on an article from TechCrunch, Spotify owned Anchor. So, Anchor can now turn your video chats into podcasts. They are tapping into the increased usage of video conferencing during the coronavirus to grow their own podcast business. That's Spotify. Their creation platform, Anchor, which was acquired last year for $140 million, is today – today or is this from the other day? It's a couple of weeks old. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> a couple weeks ago, introduced a new feature that will allow podcasters to turn their video chats and virtual hangouts into podcast-ready audio. The video-to-audio conversion tool works with all kinds of stuff, such as Google Meet, Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, Twitch, which I've never heard of, and Instagram Live. It will also support any MP4 and .mov file that you upload. Isn't that cool? Very interesting. It's just do we like, want that, though? That's or? what I, I hate. Hey, listen, I... <laughs> or do we not? I mean, I see that they have, like, a graphic of, like, cartoons doing this, but, like... What are people actually watching? Well, they're not watching anything, dude. This is all audio stuff. Oh, right. Video to audio. Not yeah, audio so it's what we're doing. So what we're doing right now here right. on StreamYard. What we could do is download the StreamYard and, and then upload it, upload it over there. And they would do the transcoding into an audio-only delivery mechanism. That's helpful if you're a YouTuber. A YouTuber. Yes. <laughs> and it's also really helpful for people who... Again, anchor types that really just want the easiest, most minimalist, ha- less hassle-free solution. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you just grab it and boom, you're up there. So, yeah. I mean, if you like that. It's a cool solution if you are a YouTuber or you like to make lots of videos, TikTok, whatever, and you don't want to strip it and edit it and yeah. do all the things. You can just upload it to Spotify and have them turn it into audio for you. It's a good solution. Why not? So we'll see how it goes up for people. I haven't seen too many people talking about this. So I've seen no one. We're the first person I've seen to talk about it. So it was, yeah. It I mean, I saw it come out a couple of um, a couple of weeks ago, and I had it in the show notes last week to talk about it. But then at the same time, it's like that's why I skipped it because I'm like, this isn't really. But whatever. Mm-hmm. You guys right, tell you. us if you are yeah. like, oh my god, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm so glad it exists. So hmm. y'all even look at John's face. I'm not sure. I think he's still, he's just, <laughs> he's like, what? I think you woke him up. So no, it's, <laughs> so when you take uh, Zoom audio or any audio like that, that's subpar and you make a podcast, I don't know. You're assuming it's subpar. Right. No, but you're also assuming, John, remember, this is you're also assuming There's that people who are other getting people their care phone. about what it sounds like besides you. Okay. No, no, come on, Jeff. Now, wait a minute. I'm joking. Hey, I know. But what I'm saying is like these are the people that are recording on Anchor. They're the ones that are turning it on and doing everything on Anchor. Right. I guess. I don't know. I, okay. So I, I have a, a client who uses Zoom and it sounds like it's a just a little bit better than a phone call. So I sent him a uh I sent him a link to I Shake My Head with Lisa and Sam. And I said, listen, these two ladies are in a car and let's listen how I make them sound. And right. then these two ladies are in a house with just two microphones and listen how I make them sound. And then listen to your show. Please <laughs> let me let make your show like their show. Make your show like their show. Well, I will say that's before, John, our show is not nearly as professional no. sounding or anything else as it is now right so but my, there is mind something you, Jess, to be said for a producer i'm not gonna discount that right he i mean he has made a sound like amazing but yeah. you have to remember when we started again our life circumstances were not oh, yeah. the it sounded so terrible well i was in a kitchen table with yep. no carpet no furniture and a nessie microphone Mm-hmm. Which was, I was horrific. I was using a blue snowball with no headphones. Yeah. So 
There you have it. And why oh my were God, we God, on his face? He just looked like he just wanted to pass out. And mind you, <laughs> mind you, we knew about audio. Like, I mean, I knew about good audio. But at the same time, I also knew that if I was going to care about it, we would never record. So I had to get over my own well, self right. where I was like, same. if if I get really anal about how we sound, we will never put this show out. Yeah, because who has the time for that now? Who has the time? I, I, I had it May May coming up and sucking on my boob like for years <sighs> at a time. Do you remember that? that? Like yeah. I used to like have to move and like – and then in my boobs well, were so small. I didn't see like, They were like I mean, long, it. stringy yes. – and I wasn't here for that. I was here just at the end of Thanks the butt wiping. <laughs> just at the end of the butt wiping. Um, that's right. Yeah, she that's was right. Period. Starting the potty training. And I never had to. I always had a Danny. So, although I, if I were alone in the house right now, I would have to get up and wipe a butt because he's five. Right. He's finally five. Like that was three years ago, right? Yeah. He, he was. I remember the one time that uh, May May was using the potty in the bathroom, the little one, the plastic one, and she got up yeah. and it was stuck to her butt, and it was it's she was as she was dragging it, it was leaking all over the floor. Yes. Don't you remember that, Jess? That was like traumatic for me. I'm sitting there, and then she sat on her potty, and then she gets up and she walks up, and it's stuck yes. on her butt, and she had just pooped, <laughs> and I was like, Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my yes. god! Like I remember. it was just like. <sighs> Recently, my son came out of the bathroom, and Scott was like, "Did you wipe? You don't smell right." <laughs> You don't smell right. And he was like, I did, I did. Later that night, as I'm putting him to bed, he goes, Mom, I have to tell you something. And I was like, what? He's like, never mind. I was like, just tell me what it is, please. And he goes, okay. I touched my poop and it was coming out. But I washed my hands. But I washed my hands. I washed my hands. I'm like, did you though? He was like, this was hours and hours later. So I was assuming, I mean, his hands looked, seemed clean. So I wondered if maybe Scott smelled something under his fingernail. Oh. And I was like, did you actually reach into the toilet and pull it out? And he goes, no, I just put my finger as it was coming out just so I could oh see. God. Just kind of guided into the can, bowl. I was trying so hard not to do what Elsie's doing right now. Right. Because oh. I didn't want to freak him out. So I was like, could we just be done with that area of experiment like can we not do that again and he was like i don't need to do it again i said did you get what you needed out of that experience he was like yes i did <laughs> this is a long one but i think this is very important stephanie just put something oh, okay here. not poop related and not everyone has the not tools or resources related. to use anything other than mobile phone i was anti-anchor until i talked to podcasters who didn't have many options because of finance or accessibility issues when it comes to getting their voice out i lean towards getting their voice she's 100 percent right i mean Having an yeah. having an auditor is a privilege. We know that. Yeah, and also, and, and again, you know, there's there's always room to grow. So, I think that part of it is again, if you listen to our first episodes, if you listen to my show on Elsie's yoga class, it sucks. Like the in terms of the quality of where we move to, right? And. It's in the doing that where we've gotten better. And there's some people who can just, they're just going to have to press play and keep going. And there's going to be a point when they're going to go, I think I can now invest in, insert whatever that is. Right. Yeah. I agree because, with that. If you, you want to do a podcast and you want to, and the only thing you have to do to use is your phone right now. Yes. But there's, there's techniques that you can use that make right. you sound better on the phone. And I don't mean by buying software and stuff like that. It, and when you first start, everybody stinks when you first start. But as you get in and you start to become better at it, then you can either improve. But taking stuff from Zoom 
and just making a podcast out of it. I don't know. Yeah. Not a fan. Can it could I, I'm be just the not a easiest fan. thing. You know, it could be something that right. people just don't. I mean, they can just start that way and then move forward from there. And I completely agreed with Stephanie as well that I just heard, I heard a show that I am subscribed to. I subscribe to it right away. And the audio isn't particularly like up on, on par as to how I would want it to sound, but her voice in all its ways, like meaning her actual voice and the the voice that she's putting out was so it hit me so hard that I'm like I don't care if she's on a phone I don't care <laughs> I'm gonna listen to this podcast because <laughs> it aligns with what I want and right. and I want to hear in my ears like it was just such a relief the mm-hmm. content was so like oh my god yes <laughs> that I didn't care if it sounded crappy so there are times when I will do that for sure mm. um so. But mind you, though, it's also one of those things where I think it's incredibly valuable and I would support her to at some point upgrade. But taking a show like that and immediately thinking you're going to monetize that in a way that is based only on the podcast is going to be a a hard sell. Mm -hmm. If it if it had like a a community, a course something else going on in the back end, products or services or something like that, that would work more. But if it's going to be ad supported and podcast centric, I think that that's a much harder sell when you have subpar audio. Yeah, of course. You can get away with that as a business. Of course. But not as a, you know, so I'm just saying that, but for listening my ears, I was like, oh my God, this is so great. But the, so that the podcast might not know enough to know enough on what to do to make it better. That's very or, true. That's true. But also, again, John, it's like, it could be that you know what you need, but you can't get that yet. Like I remember I had to stay – the first upgrade that I made to my podcasting was I bought a Mac, a MacBook. After I got my first big paycheck from doing one of my acting jobs because that was like a huge check. And that was the first upgrade that I had. But the first, you know, whatever that was before, I was working with a PC that sucked. And I could not understand how how things worked and all of that stuff. So it took me a while for me to then upgrade to whatever that was. And then the microphone and then the lavaliers and then the recorder. I mean, it took a while to build all that stuff up. It wasn't just like, here, let me buy all the things. Right. I mean, when I first started, I was unemployed for the first time in my entire life at 51. And I bought a Sure SM58, okay? And I used uh, the laptop that I had, and I used all the free things. I used Audacity and and all those free things because when I was with Cliff, he's like, here, here's $1,500, and we'll get you a PR40, and this mixer and everything you need. Yeah. Just $1,500. I'm like, $1,500? I just spent X amount of money for this course. <laughs> that, I, that I had to sell things for to, to get to buy the course just so I could learn how to do it. Yeah, so, man. So it's not like I started, I was like, oh, you know what? I'll just go over to my trust fund and get some money out because I'd like to try some <laughs> podcasting. Yes, I understand what it's like to come up with no money and no and no job and, and want to start podcasting. You start slow and, and, and you just do what you can and you build up to what you can do. I, I get right. that. But back then, there wasn't, was there a USB mic? 
I don't even think there was a U.S. Maybe the mm, – was no, the Blue Yeti or maybe the Blue Snowball You had to was have like – I remember you had to have that little extra connector thingy because even then I remember – I forgot what it's called, but it was like it – was, oh, it's called the iMic. It was oh, called the right. iMic that you had to stick into the side of the computer and that made it so that you could plug in right. a microphone. And I remember I was plugging my microphone through a one-quarter inch or one-eighth inch. Mm-hmm. in there and that's how i got oh my god it was like a hack right yeah we were hacking <laughs> at all this like podcasting yeah. now is so much more so much easier oh than it was back then so much more easy so much more easy so many more technologies so many more services so much more so much more i agree so much more all right so shall we continue on here we go okay so oh, yes yeah, so our friends over at podthon.com it's a virtual conference they also yes. are requesting for speakers. So we have a speak speakers for Podthon. Wow. <laughs> say say that. that three times fast. I know. It's a very hard, it's very hard to say. <laughs> um, so if you guys are looking for other opportunities as well to speak, this event, I believe, goes on in July, I believe. Yes. July 18th through the yes. 19th. It is a virtual summit for podcasters. So um, you guys can apply. Um, and it is co-organized by the Asian American podcasters and the WOC podcasters, the women of, women of color podcasters. So they teamed up to create this offering. And so if you would like to apply, you have, I think it says there, it says, oh no, it's 60 days till Podthon. So um, I'm not sure when, when you have to stop the speaker submissions or whatever, but go ahead and check it out. There will be a link in the show notes so that if any of you feel that this is an event that you'd like to speak in or you have something to offer, feel free to um, apply. Right on. Right on. This next one, Jess, you're welcome to take. Ooh, me. Okay. Podcast one is going to be acquired by LiveX Live so that they can enter the quote, rapidly growing podcast market. Uh, LiveX Media is a global digital media company founded on live entertainment, announced today that they're going to acquire Courtside Group Inc., owner and operator of Podcast One, a leading subscription and advertiser-supported podcast network, home to popular and star-studded podcasts across top genres, including sports, comedy, celebrity, culture, and entertainment. So that is the Adam Carolla Network. That is the Shaquille O'Neal Network. That is the Jordan Harbinger Network. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. You've just been bought. Dr. Drew, um, Heidi Mike Spencer Tyson. and Heidi Pratt. I didn't Pratt. even know. He I didn't either. I did I not either. That? I did not know that as well. Cold Stone, Cold Steve Austin. I'm Ooh, not even, I'm, I'm even speaking Pratt. English. T.I. Heron. Yes. Spencer and Heidi Pratt. I didn't know you would ever know who that was. I only saw, um, I think I, I don't even remember how I found out about those people. Well, let it exit your mind immediately. They're okay, the worst. Good. They will. are professionally the worst on purpose. Okay. Norm Paddits says, uh, uh, will lo- join LiveX Live as a significant shareholder and remain executive chairman of Podcast One. He is regarded as a pioneer in the radio industry, having founded and built Westwood One, which is the largest radio network in America. And he says, we're all excited about joining their team, taking advantage of obvious future synergies between our businesses. I look forward to working with Rob Allen to close the acquisition and achieve the growth we both envision. Podcast One is a premium producer, distributor, and revenue generator for audio on-demand programming. Our well-established podcasting business is an excellent complement 
to Live X Live's live social music network, delivering premium live stream, digital audio, and on-demand music. So this is a side note, but I'm not that big of a Norm Patton Patton's fan. Neither am I. He is well known also for being like grouchy and misogynistic with like a Napoleon complex of some kind. So I actually don't know if he's, is he short? You've seen him live. I've never seen him. He is a short Jew. And the reason I know he's short is because when I saw him introduced at the very, very first podcast up front in New York, Adam Carolla introduced him and when he came out on stage it was adam and shaquille o'neal on stage oh, and he and he goes wow norm you're like the shortest person on stage right now and everyone laughs and he goes don't forget i give you your paycheck adam <laughs> and he was Ooh, like somebody did not have a sense of humor and he said something to the effect of i don't have to offer you 30 percent either like it was something really like could you just like he <laughs> Let me chop your balls in two. I oh. will get ya. I will knock you at the knees. So he does not have a sense of humor, apparently, about being short, which, whatever. Yeah. I just think he's got a big ego and, and no legs to match up with it. <laughs> okay. Ha-ha. Anyway, I just thought he was a jerk. Whatever. Okay. That's that. So, yep. Keep on a lookout for things happening in that area. Yeah. If I, I, when I saw that, I thought it was, a you know, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a lot of money. It or something. Yeah, it's a lot of money. They got a lot of money, whatever that might be, or what that means. Yeah, and and the other thing is, like, I've never heard of Live X Live. I'm totally out of the music streaming live streaming world. It seemed to me that it's like um, an amalgam, or maybe a type of Spotify, iHeartRadio kind of. I on yeah, I don't know. maybe. I don't think I've never iHeartRadio is. Dwarfs Podcast One. I mean, in many, many ways. Podcast One is just a network. Yeah, I don't know what Live X Live is. I never heard of it either. And that's, you know, that doesn't mean that, of course, because I don't know it doesn't mean that it's not good. I mean, I'm old. But (laughs) what was interesting is when I saw, I went over and I did a little research and then I put it in the show notes here, y'all. I looked at about us who, who are Live X Live. And then I was really struck by the management team, which is a. I don't know. You can scroll and you can describe the management team as you look through in our Notion notes. Uh, a lot of old <laughs> white no, guys, I a see. A lot of old white guys, yeah. <laughs> they all kind of look alike. I mean, I wouldn't be able to be like, hey, that's that one guy. There's it's one like, guy of Asian descent in there, right. it looks like. He Asian. looks, he's very handsome. I like that, that man. He's very striking. Mm-hmm. Okay. He looks like an actor. He looks like he should be like in a maybe Netflix show. He was. What? So maybe he was. he was. I don't know. Maybe he was. I don't know. Maybe he was. That's right. Who knows? Everybody else? I'm like, whoa, these guys. So it's just to some degree, I just think like these guys. I don't know, y'all. I think <laughs> it just I'm I'm not I, I can't just be like, here, you you like I, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. All I'm saying is, like, I don't know if I would want my show, like, if my show were acquired or were, were part of Podcast One, which we would never fit in that, Jess, anyway. But let's right. pretend. Let's right. pretend we were there. Yeah, let's pretend. I, I, let's I like pretend. this idea because I, I, I want to see what goes on here. Okay, so let's when pretend. When I would see that, I would be like, I don't know. Maybe we should put the link in the show notes. Can you post the link, 
there, Jess or John, to the uh, in this so that Patrick can see the handsome man? I can, if you want me to, I can bring him up, I think. Oh, yeah, we can put him up. But anyway, I just don't think they would even know how to sell our show. I don't think they would even see a value of our show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he, for those of you guys who are watching live, here's the management team. And we can, and John is just showing, uh, showing the management team as it scrolls up. It's beautiful. And then we can just stop when we get to the handsome man that will be coming soon. There he that is. Guy? Yeah, I think he's a very handsome. He's a very handsome man. Is he? Though? Anyway, not to say that you have to be handsome to do these things, but all I'm saying is that they all kind of look alike. I mean, they don't all look alike. What well, do they? One of them is one of them a is Asian. Of Rob, Rob Walsh, right there. Maybe. <laughs> I know. Are you saying that just because they're all white men? Yeah. They, wait, is that yeah. Jay Bear? Wait, go back. It's not Jay Bear. No, it looks it's like not Jay Bear. Jay Bear dude. Go back no. up. That guy? No, keep going. That dude. No, you're right. No, dude, not that's Jay not Jay Bear. Look, all right, you're right. It went fast. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No. Anyway, all I'm saying is that I just, looking at these men, unless I knew them, like, and had a conversation with them and see, like, if they were, in, like, knew the pulse of, I don't know, the work or in podcasting, I got just, that would not be a place where I feel like they would value what we had to offer. Right. Okay. So then, all um, right. I'm a, who's that guy you didn't like, Jess? What was that guy's name? That Norman Pattitz, P A T T I Z. So if I'm Norman and I call up and I say, you know oh what? God. I want to buy your show and I want to give you half a million per year for your show. Now, how how you how is your values stack up against the greenbacks? It's Norman. It's just that I would not want to deal He's with just... him or even be in a in a public place in any way saying thank you Correct. to this man. I exactly. couldn't do that. I could not do that. You're turning down two fifty k large. I don't know if I because could... of Norman. You know what yes. I would do? There's a possibility you have to that talk if... to him. The answer is yeah. Yeah. If it, okay, so this is what I would do, though, John. Maybe this is the only way I would do that. If he purchased outright, we kept getting the money, and Jess and I were removed. <laughs> I would sell the brand, and I would take, and Jess and I would go create our own stuff, and not have anything to do with it anymore. I call shenanigans on you. It's too. like it's do like you? over. Like it's no longer Jess and Elsie. It is its own thing, and we take ourselves out. Well, then why would they buy it if they're, if you're, they're buying you? I don't think so. I think that our brand is worth the it. Brand, I yeah. have a feeling that I there's agree. a lot of people who would pay for our brand. We built a lot of really great stuff, and it's worth it on its own. Mm-hmm. Yes, know. we obviously – yes, Jess and I have a lot of value. Yes, we are worth it. I'm not discounting that. But it, the, the brand on its own also can live on its own. I don't know. I think if they came up and, and threw that kind of money at you, you guys would go. You wouldn't like it, but you'd go. Oh, no, I you don't know him, know. dude. It's like, at least he could... It's yeah. like selling it to Harvey Weinstein, but less rape. Yeah, less exactly. Rape but less rape, yeah. It's like that. <laughs> but less like, rapey. Less, less, less rapey. criminally and more... All yeah. the creepy, half the rape. Yeah. All the creepy, half the rape. All the creep, not half, like no rape. I'm all the, what, hate, all the I, I will not even begin rape. to accuse him of rape or even sexual harassment. Although I think someone else has done that once, but allegedly, um, allegedly, yeah, maybe. right? But we don't know any of that. We don't but know it nothing. Kind of like that. Yes. Yeah. He's just a big, big ego, and 
in little pants. And I just don't like that. You know? John, I don't, I honest, there comes a point there, John, I just think that you'd probably go like this too. I don't know if I sold, like you'd feel so guilty. Like, I don't know. I couldn't do it, man. I know that I've worked for a bunch of people that I couldn't stand, but you know, you need to make a living. And they they were Eh. paying for my, you know, and again, you know, I would say, well, I I can put up with this for that. I mean, mean, everybody has their price. That's, you know, that's one constant. Everybody has their price. Also, I think that also Jess and I have had a little bit more experience with not having a boss or more experience of having a boss and being like, this really sucks quickly, whether or not that Mm -hmm. boss is a good boss or a bad boss. It's just like the whole boss part. So... I think that there's something to be said about that. I don't know. You know me. I'm big into independent podcasting and being your own boss. I do like that. But I do have to say that if somebody comes and throws money at me, not that they ever would, but if somebody ever came and threw money at me, I would say, well, you know, I have daughters that are going to need weddings and I have this that's going to, you know, and this could pay for that and that could pay for that. And okay, I'll sacrifice this for that. Right. I, I think I would, t- I would take the money, like, but not. Here, like Luminary, Spotify, iHeartRadio, bring it on. Mm-hmm. Make an offer, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know Come what I mean? Y'all. Let's do it. Let's do it, y'all. I dare them to tempt you with that offer. Pandora, so like all the things. All the, like, yeah, I'll sell. I'll sell out then. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not, I'm just not a fan of that. And if Norman maybe left. Right. Possibly. I, but I don't know. It's just like looking. It just feels like it's so against everything we stand for here. Let's sell our brand to all these. Like there's not one woman in that management team. Nope. There's no. like one woman in the advisory team. That's like one out of like almost 20. Hmm. There's like the guy, at least at this moment, the handsome man who happens to be a person of color. And other than that, that's it. And there's not even like diversity in ages. They're all over, what, 50? So it's like, I don't know. We're fighting for something. And then all of a sudden, we're like, yeah, here, give us the money. Yeah, dude, go, white guys. Take it on. <laughs> like, go, white guys. It's team your white guys. <laughs> team old white guys. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's see how you do cheap podcasts. Yes. Could we? All of a sudden, it would be like John and his friends. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to cheap podcast? Ouch. That was painful. I know. I like it. John and his friends. <laughs> anyway. That's funny. Okay. So this is another bit of news. This is actually a job. Uh, that I was that was shared with me. James Cridlin actually um, tagged me on Twitter and he sent this to me and he said, maybe your community is going to be interested in this. This is a job offering for, uh, this is a full-time position at Parcast, which was acquired by Spotify, I believe in 2019. Uh, I, and I think that this is an LA LA job. Oh, but, but who knows? Maybe you don't have to do that anymore because whatever. But anyway. So they are seeking a researcher to contribute to ongoing and future adaptations of podcast podcasts for the Latin American market. This position will review, organize, and deliver existing podcast production assets and identify localized episode topics for established podcast shows produced in both Spanish and Portuguese. It's a really interesting job. I think that they they get to do some really neat things like develop release schedules and like 
Um, I think I like the research new locally relevant episode topics for podcast adaptations in the Latin American market. You can check out pitches. You can give feedback, creative feedback on sound design for some of the adapted episodes. I mean, there's all kinds of like really, really cool things here. So if you're interested, come and check out our show notes and you can click through. And if you think that this is a thing that you would like to do, then go ahead and apply and then let us know. Let us know how it goes. Hey, yes, please. maybe you're hired. Yeah. And lastly, I think I am bringing somebody for our newest segment. <laughs> Yeah. So I found this. This was I was alerted to this. So Jess, this isn't specifically from the She Podcast community, but mm -hmm. this is a woman. This was also I was tagged by Sune, who is a Spanish speaking uh, podcast consultant and professional. Mm -hmm. And when I say um, Spanish speaking, also from Spain. So this is, I believe, the first and, and it could be like first as in like Spanish from Spain podcast producer that has been grant, given a grant. Uh, her name is Lucia Arana Igarza, and she is a writer and podcaster based in Spain. So she received a grant for Derecho y Animales, el podcast de Interseeds. Mm. Uh, that's the first podcast in Spain and in Spanish on animal rights from the legal perspective. It is based on interviews with different legal experts, attorneys, judges, prosecutors, police, and each episode interviews a legal expert on animal animal advocate who will analyze a specific animal cruelty case. Mm -hmm. So, good for her. Yeah. Yay. Yay. And it was awarded from from the Culture and Animals Foundation, which I believe is a is that a United States? Is it from the U.S.? Like I didn't even read that. What's the history? Oops. I think they are too. I didn't see yeah. that they were from out of town, but I did think it was be it would be funny if I insisted on reading this one because most of it's in <laughs> Spanish. It says the first podcast in Spain and in Spanish. Yeah, she's based in Spain. Yes, she's based in Spain. Isn't that what you asked me? No, what I asked is I don't know where Culture and Animals Foundation is founded. Not the Spanish. Like I know that one's from Spain, and she is from Spain, but. I want to know where, what the, it says, the origins of this, of the Culture of Animals Foundation. I think it's a United States organization. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of neat that it was a yeah. U.S. organization that focuses on animal and culture and animal mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's really sad. Okay. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry okay. to diminish. Are you diminishing things? Well, I just said and animals and stuff. I mean, I'm sure that they're doing really good things for animals. I just don't know how to say it in a good, you okay. know, inspiring well, way. Well, why don't we just post the link and let people feel Yes. Yeah, so all y'all, you can, and anyway, so you can get grants through the Culture and Animals Foundation for research, creativity, and performance. And, and I'll put a link in the show notes about how you can do that if, if you have an animal show. Yes. There you okay. go. There you go. Well, I think that is it for our show. Thank you so much for being with us this time Yay! and for hanging in there. Um, to find us on social media, you can find us at She Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also see our show notes at ShePodcast.com. If you want to check out the event, it's also at ShePodcast.com. Don't forget, there's a call for speakers from now till June 1st. So um, if you're hearing this, 
then you want to speak, fill it out. And then um, our show notes are on ShePodcast.com. All the links of everything we've talked about, ShePodcast.com. And if you want to write us, you can write us at feedback at guess where? ShePodcast.com. <laughs> Ooh. That was my guess. It was a novel. Yeah. I know. So thank you guys so much for listening. You've been a wonderful audience. Love you. <laughs> mean it. Bye. With jazz hands. Bye. <laughs>